Welcome everybody back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. So I just want to go over a couple of things about the podcast today. This is going to be a full episode. Um, we're going to be kind of changing up the way that we do everything. If you're listening on podcast format, the only difference will be that we're going to be posting weekly podcasts where we talk about a bunch of stuff. And then like for the draft for, for free agency, we might put some extra content out just because there's going to be a lot going on. But typically one show a week, usually a little bit earlier in the week. We're recording this on Friday. I think most times it'll be like Monday or Tuesday that we have these come out. Um, but going to be doing one show a week. Then on YouTube, going to be splitting up the segments. Another difference on the YouTube side of things, we're going to be changing the channel up a little bit. So me and Aiden are still going to be doing 49ers content. That's not going to change. It's going to be kind of similar to the way that we do the segments. The one difference is the show is going to be called To The Crib. Going to have a new logo, new color scheme, everything like that. For the Niners segments, it'll be pretty easy to identify. We're going to use the same background, going to use the same thumbnail, stuff like that. But we are going to have a ton of NFL content and a lot of NFL draft and really just analysis on you know how teams are running specific systems, how players fit in those systems. Um, but going to be doing a lot more broad NFL and broad NFL draft. Going to be doing a lot of mock drafts coming up and after the, the playoffs. Um, that includes the Niners. That includes league-wide. So a lot more content coming your guys' way. Um, but really pumped to do it. Um, if you guys have seen one of my one of the our co hosts here, he's uh, coming on as a, a guest a couple of times. His name is Ricky. He's going to be doing a lot of the NFL stuff with me, and Aiden will be joining in on some of that. But for Niner stuff, it's going to be me and Aiden doing this. Um, and that will hopefully be launching next week. We're just kind of figuring out a logo. Once the logo comes out, the channel will, will change a little bit. But super excited to do it. I'm really, really happy to be able to add some extra NFL content because – you know, we talk about Niner stuff, but some of it gets a little bit redundant. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, Jimmy looks like this. Lance looks like this. And, like, yes, there's little things that go on, but sometimes these narratives get blown out of proportion. And it just gets kind of crazy. Um, and it's just like, all right, we don't want to talk about the same thing over and over again. So this way, we're going to be able to have a lot more content. Um, and draft season, we'll be, going, we'll be going super hard during draft season. But with all that said, the big thing about this week for the 49ers, Trey Lance is pretty much set to start against the Texans. Jimmy hasn't practiced all week. It would be very surprising if Jimmy just hopped in and ended up playing in this game. You've seen all the statements this week. George Kittle, Fred Warner, Kyle Shanahan, a bunch of guys have just been talking about Trey Lance, hyping him up, talking about how great he's looked in practice the last month. So we look at that. Aiden, how are you feeling about Trey Lance starting this week against the Texans? Uh, I'm super excited. I think that he raises the Niners' ceiling substantially. Um, I think the floor stays probably relatively the the same jimmy makes some rookie mistakes um and that was something that people expected from lance if he played earlier but now that he's playing at the end of the year he's had a lot more practice time i expect him to look better than he did against the cardinals but i thought he looked fine against the cardinals the cardinals at that point were like five or six and oh Niners had no running game no george kittle and lance didn't like put up a ton of points but put them in a position to where they had a chance at the end of the game, didn't end up winning. Um, but with no running game, no no Kittle in, in his first career start, I thought he moved super well, uh, used his legs well, didn't slide nearly as much as he probably should have, uh, but that'll come with, with time. Um, and Niners are in a must-win game. If we lose to the Texans, I don't think we deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, but the Saints losing on Monday night last week was huge for the Niners' playoff hopes. Um, so hopefully they're able to take care of business and go into the Rams week next week um, with stuff pretty much locked up, um, which would be nice. 
Yeah, I mean, you you brought up the the Trey Lance game, um, and we're going to talk about like all the playoff scenarios a little bit here. But in terms of Trey Lance, I mean, a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, he looked awful against the Cardinals." Okay, does the motion look funky? Yeah, absolutely. But that was always expected. That was never it was never expected to come in here and just have this quick motion like Jimmy Garoppolo. It was, I don't know why people kind of felt that was going to be a thing. Um, that's going to stay the same. His motion is not going to look very different. Are you going to see some balls batted down against the Texans? Yes, absolutely. He's a young quarterback. That's something that he's definitely struggled with. But like you said, the way he moves in the pocket, I saw people like knocking his pocket presence. I, I don't know what, we, what we're watching. We just watched Brian Hoyer. We've watched Jimmy Garoppolo in the pocket. It's horrendous. When Trey Lance is in the pocket, you see the natural reactions of, oh, an edge rusher is coming up the field. Let me step forward. Let me dip my shoulder underneath and step forward. He does that with, with ease. Steps up in the pocket, runs. He does look to throw the ball, but... You know, he ran the ball a lot in, in the uh, Cardinals game, 16 times, I believe. Um, but you look at his, his pocket presence. He feels a guy coming around. Oh, he spins out of the pocket. Like, his natural tendencies are are great. It's a huge improvement over Jimmy Garoppolo's done. Is it going to be perfect? No, of course not. He's a rookie. He's a rookie player. Like, you don't expect him to come in here and just be, like, flawless from the, from day one. But I think the things that stood out on film at North Dakota State are definitely showing here. Very, very good decision maker. We look at that game. We see Jimmy throw the ball over the middle, and a lot of them are dropped interceptions. Um, everyone was praising Jimmy after that Bengals game. He almost threw a pick six to lose the game. Like Everyone forgot. Jesse Bates almost picked it off, and he would have taken it to the house. It would have been over. Um, so you look at that, and you go, well, what about Trey Lance? He threw a pick in his first game. Yeah, it was an overthrow. But outside of that, there wasn't any like really bad decisions. Like, not like he came out there and like, oh, everyone was always open when he threw him. He threw it into some tight windows, did that. But I think the biggest thing that we've seen is you look at the play against the the Seahawks where he hits Debo. I mean, we just saw Jimmy Garoppolo miss that throw against the Colts. He's able to push it outside. And I think that's one of the biggest differences when we see him is like, okay, yeah, he does push it outside. Is it perfect right now? No. Is he going to struggle with the short to intermediate area? Yes. But in terms of what the offense should look like, I think – in this game, I think you're going to see the. I think you're going to see the 49ers run the ball a lot. Still, I would not expect Trey Lance to get 16 carries. I think eight to 10 is, or maybe eight to 12 is a little bit more likely. Um, and a lot of those are going to be on scrambles where hopefully he gets out of bounds or gets down and slides. Not hasn't really developed a slide yet, um, and that takes a lot of young quarterbacks too. Like Russell Wilson didn't come in and wasn't just nasty at sliding. Uh, we've seen a lot of players when they come in, they don't slide. Josh Allen, he was just trying to run guys over when he first came in. So, you know, that's something that's going to take a little bit of time. That's another offseason thing. I think the motion and the sliding will happen in the offseason where you see him a little bit safer. Um, Run-heavy script, that's what I'm expecting. But when he's passing the ball, I think you're going to see him try to push the ball downfield. I think you're going to see a lot of – I think you're going to see a lot of stuff right around the line of scrimmage, easy, simple throws, which he it's not like he's, he's going to miss a couple of them. He, he, his touch is not there. However, you're going to see him push the ball deep and try to hit some home runs over the top. Um, intermediate area, middle of the field, when, we watched, when we've watched when we watched 49ers game this year, that's where Jimmy Garoppolo carves up the defense. Trey Lance isn't limited to that area, um, and he's not going to be as good as Jimmy Garoppolo in that area either. I think that's another thing we have to expect. So if you're going to try to compare it to like, oh, he doesn't make these routine plays as easy as Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think that's a good thing to do because he is a rookie. And what Jimmy's doing is Jimmy's able to do that stuff, but he's very limited to obviously he's not going to run the football um, in the pocket. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo be the, be at fault for a lot of the sacks where he's sitting in the pocket for like six seconds, not throwing the ball away, forced the Niners into a third and long. So they're going to see a lot of a heavy run script early, 
and then a couple big plays over the top, hopefully. And if they capitalize on those, if, if he hits Ayuk, Kittle, Debo down the field, maybe Trent Sherfield in this one. He's more of a, a, a speed guy. I haven't really seen him that much lately, but, you know, for this game, I think you want to see a couple of those big shots down the field, and you're going to see them run the ball, get into a lot of short, third and short situations, and that's where they want to be. That's where they want to be in this game. So third and mediums, probably not the best guy for those. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a little bit better in that spot right now. Until, until Trey Lance develops a little bit more touch on his balls and fixes up the motion, which should happen in the offseason, we won't see that. But I'm super pumped. I think overall, um, I think this is a good game for him. I mean, you look at the Texans' defense, and it's not very good. I don't think the Texans are awful, but you look across the board, it's like, all right, who, like, they don't have, like, they have decent, an okay secondary, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm not super scared. I think this is a game where the Niners should run the ball at will and with ease. So, Anything else you want to add on, on Trey Lance, though, Aiden? I don't want people to expect it to be perfect. I think that you made some really good points, and there's going to be some missed passes, but Trey Lance is 21 years old, and he he's not like about to turn 22. The number one quarterback in this upcoming draft class, Pickett, is 23. Matt Corral is 22, and Willis is 22. And Willis is probably more raw than, than, than Lance was coming out. Um, so he's ahead of the curve. He's super young. And I, I just want people to understand that it's going, it's going to be a work in, in, in progress. Like Josh Allen, by any account has, has been a top five quarterback over the past two years, go back and watch some of his rookie year tape. This dude was awful. He was so bad. And there was really no redeeming, like he, he ran the ball. He could not, he had no touch, no accuracy, and he threw the ball far, but he couldn't complete pretty much anything. I think he completed like 50% of his passes. And now he's a top five quarterback in what, three, four years? Like it's going to take a little bit of, of time. And I think Kyle, because we got killed by the Bills last year, and I think Kyle looked at that Josh Allen mold and was like, this dude is 6'5", runs a 4'4", and has a cannon for an arm. I need a guy like that looked at the draft and was like, look, there's a guy named Trey Lance who might even be smarter coming from the Midwest. Very similar. I, I think that that is the realistic best case. And even that took three, four years to be as, as good as it is now. I think Lance could be quicker because the talent around him is a little bit better. Um, the, the bills back then didn't have digs. Um, I don't even know who their number one wide receiver was. Um, so Niners have some more talent for Lance to work with. I think it was Zay Jones. <laughs> he, he's, he's okay. He actually revised his, or figured out, um, his, his career, but that's not a great number one receiver. And it took Josh on a long time. I just want people to be like, like, it's not going to be an immediate upgrade over Jimmy. I think that's why Trey hasn't started so far. I think he's going to do things better. I think he's going to do things worse. Um, but I just want to see him play. And like he's not going to be that much worse. Like we we've seen Jimmy make horrible mistakes that I think Lance is going to avoid, and Jimmy is probably going to make some routine plays that we take for granted that Lance is going to miss because he's so young and this is start number two. Like it's not going to be perfect, but I think that starting Lance and I've said it since like week six gives us sets us best up for the future because realistically we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. We don't have we, we, we have injury problems, offensive line, with the exception of the left side. 
is probably pretty suspect. Uh, we we do not have a Super Bowl winning corner backfield, uh, especially with with Mosley still out. Um, could be back this week, iffy. Probably back next week for the Rams week. Um, but I just think people need to take a step back and realize that it doesn't really really matter how he looks against the Texans, but it sets us up super well for the next couple of years. I do think there's one aspect that is going to be huge for how he looks against the Texans. Um, to me, one of the biggest things is going to be, is he out here making checks at the line of scrimmage? If he's doing that, you can go, all right, the Niners might have to roll with Trey Lance. Cause that's one of the biggest things that I think Jimmy Garoppolo brings over Trey Lance for like Kyle's perspective. Um, if he's going out there and he's making checks, that means that he has made a huge development in terms of film, in terms of looking at NFL defenses and his pre, if his pre-snap game is a lot better, I do think that could be the difference in the Niners rocking with Trey if Jimmy's able to come back against the Rams and in the playoffs. If he comes out there and he's just like, oh, we need this, you know, because you know the thing where they do, they hit their helmet and then they, they go to the second play. If he's doing that, we see him doing that, making those calls. I don't even know if they're going to let him. But that means that he is far beyond his development because I think that's one of the big reasons why they sit him early on, right? Like, that's probably one of the bigger reasons why, I, in my opinion, I think, because they want Kyle wants the comfortability to know, hey, I don't want my quarterback going up there, checking the defense, not recognizing that there's two extra guys in the box and there's going to be no safety help and you have a one-on-one outside, like, and just not seeing that or, you know, being like, hey, the backside post will be open on this play. It's very obvious. Or that, you know, the, the like dig play that they run, um, like the crosser, we've seen uh, Jimmy do great on that. Usually that's when they like coming up blitzing and stuff and you see him, he's made a change to that a couple times. If you see Trey go out there and really have some of these where he's like, oh, like there's a guy right here, like let's make this check. And he makes a couple of those and it works. I think that can be the difference. I think that will be the biggest improvement um, because it takes a while for a lot of these guys. And it seems like from what Fred Warner said, from what pretty much everyone in the Niners organization has said is the biggest defense that he feels a lot more confident and he's just going to like, oh, second, third read, boom, let's hit that guy. If he's doing that, you're going to see the accuracy issues. You're going to see some ball skip. You're going to see some ball sale. We see ball sale with Jimmy all the time. I I think that that is an upgrade if he's able to do that. That's a big if. That is a big if. I also don't think it's some like crazy upgrade right now. Like You're going to still see him make some mistakes, but I think the offense becomes a lot safer, and you're going to see them shoot themselves in the foot a lot, a lot less, which isn't that weird that we're saying that about a rookie quarterback compared to an eight-year vet or seven-year vet or whatever it is? But Jimmy just forces so many passes, and Trey hasn't really done that throughout his career in college. Granted, low competition, small sample size in the NFL, but that's I think what I'm looking for the at, 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 you know the thing I'm looking for most because if we see that, then I'm all in with with them going with Trey. Don't know how much I expect that to be the case. That's, I'll put it. It's an unknown. We don't know what it's going to look like yet. Um, but I think that would be the difference for Kyle to go like, all right, we can't turn back to Jimmy. This dude's ready. Um, which should be fun because teams don't have film on Trey Lance. And for a playoff run, I think it gives them the best chance if that's the case, though. So we'll see. Um, might not look that great. If it doesn't look that great, no reason to panic at all. There's a reason that they wanted him to redshirt this year. Um, even if we both wanted him to start, like there is a reason why. And there is definitely an argument for him to sit the whole year. Uh, but with all that said, Let's talk about these playoff odds, Aiden. So you look at it right now, basically it boils down to, especially with Kirk Cousins and a bunch of COVID cases in uh, in Minnesota, because if they would have win, if they win and they like win out their next two games, then you could see them jump and then the Niners will make it, even if the Saints win their next two games. 
but it's pretty much going to boil down to can the Niners win one of two and can the Saints lose one of their next two games or can the Niners win out? If they win out, they're in, they're in the sixth seed. How comfortable are you that either the Niners are going to win both their games or that they're going to win against the Texans and then the Saints will lose one of their next two games? How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty confident that that the Niners are going to get in. Um, the real question is, are they going to have to win against the Rams in week 18? I think that's going to be a tough game. I know that we've owned the the Rams over the past few years, and we just beat them down to turn our, our, our season around a couple months ago. But that's going to be a tough game to win, especially if they have the division on the line. I think you're rooting hard against the Cardinals this week. You're rooting for the Rams, because I think if the Rams win, Cardinals lose, Rams clinch, um, which means they sit everybody which means Niners hopefully get a much easier win. Um, although we we saw them them get lit up by by Colt McCoy earlier this year. So hopefully the back of the Rams doesn't doesn't do the same thing. Um, but so that's that's the main thing that I'm that I'm looking for. I think Niners take care of business this week. You're you're rooting for the Saints to lose. You're I don't even care what the Eagles do because we have the tiebreaker. Um, Losing that that Seahawks game a couple weeks ago, that one really stings. Losing the Titans last week, that one really stings. Those were two winnable games that the Niners lost. I feel like we didn't even get beat. We we beat ourselves, um, which is always tough to look back at. But I feel pretty good with with where we're we're at. Looking at probably playing the Bucks. Um, which is not an awesome matchup for us, but it's probably Bucks or Cowboys, right? Those are the two. Bucks, Cowboys, or Rams? Because the thing is, they always jump late in the season because of like weird tiebreakers. I mean, the the reason why the Niners are, they should be locked in. They own a tiebreaker, and they don't have a tiebreaker on the Saints. The reason why the Saints would make it over them is is really stupid, in my opinion. Like, oh, they don't have any because. The Saints lost to the Eagles, and the Niners beat the Eagles. In my opinion, naturally, shouldn't, if they're all tied, it go Niners at 6, Eagles at 7, Saints at 8 for the tiebreaker. But then it goes to, it doesn't even go to strength of schedule. It goes to conference record, which, in my opinion, means nothing. Like, who cares if your conference record is that great? Yeah, of course the Saints is. Actually, I was going to say, of course it is. They play the, the Falcons and the Panthers, but those are their next two games, and they lost to both those teams earlier, so I guess I can't really say that. But for the Eagles' case, the Eagles are in the NFC East. So, like, yeah, conference record means a whole lot when you're in a when you're in a terrible division. So, I don't know. I don't get it. I think it's weird, but I'm still pretty confident. I brought up the Saints are playing the Panthers this week and then the Falcons in Week 18. They lost to both of them earlier in the year. Now, that was a different Panthers team earlier in the year, um, the Panthers defense was balling. They looked a lot better. The Panthers defense is still really good. The big question is, can they get 17 points in this game? If they get 17 points, they will win. The Saints have scored. They scored three points on Monday Night Football. They scored nine points on the week before that. Now, it was with Ian Book last week, so that's a big difference, but their offense is not explosive. Um, it, it's really bad. Their offensive line, which is usually one of the best in the league, is really banged up right now. They're, it's awful. Offensively, they're awful but they have a absolute stack defense. Got to be top five. Maybe you could put it in the top three category. Um, so they're going to lose one of those games. And I think that they will. I don't know which one it would be. We're pulling hard for Sam Donald this weekend. He's getting the start. And I know people were like, oh, no, not Sam Donald. Guys, 
that is a big upgrade over Cam, what Cam Newton's done this year. Cam Newton has been awful. I believe that he has a, a worse quarterback rating or passer rating than if he went up and spiked the ball every time. He's completing like under 50%, and uh, I think it's under 50%, and he's also has, what is it, more interceptions than touchdowns. It's just, it's a mess. He's been he's been really bad. The only game that they won with Cam Newton was when he threw three passes. They've been a lot more successful with, with Sam Darnold. Has Sam been great? No, by no means. But we'll see how it plays out. Um, would you expect the Saints to lose either of those games? Uh, I think they probably will. Um, I don't. I I went to the Panthers Bucks game this past weekend. Panthers looked awful, um, and it was not like Cam had like a thirty yard run on their first drive, and I think that was their longest play of the entire day. Um, not a and they, and they were doing a weird like Darnold would come in for a couple plays, Cam would would come in, but it wasn't a red zone thing. Um, very strange. So. I'm rooting for the Panthers, but I'm not expecting them to beat this this Saints team. I think the Falcons present a tougher challenge, especially because I don't know. They might sit every like they got nothing to play for. Um, I'm really not sure, but I'm gonna say the Saints are gonna lose one of two. Um, this is not like a slam dunk playoff team. It's not like they're they're peaking at the right time. Um, they got a pretty lucky win over the Buccaneers like the defense just absolutely stomped Tom Brady and their offense scored nine points and they won um I don't expect that to be a formula for for success going forward um but I think as long as the Niners take care of business this week they feel really good going into next week and obviously Rams win Cardinals lose that's best case um so that you got the Rams on pretty easy uh week 18 but I feel pretty good. I think our our chances are somewhere around eighty five percent of getting in or something like that. Um, so feeling fine, but as long as we take care of business, that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah, I, I'm totally there with you. Um, and you and you look at this these kind of matchups. Uh, if the Rams, because you brought this up, if the Rams beat the Cardinals, then they clinch the division. If they clinch the division and they rest Matthew Stafford, which if I'm the Rams, I am 100% resting Matthew Stafford. I don't care about my range of two to four seed. It doesn't matter that much, in my opinion. Um, maybe they don't do it because they have the new stadium. And they want to get get an, uh, like an extra playoff game in there. I would rest Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford has been banged up. And if you if he goes down, you're done. Like you're completely done. And this is gonna be a physical game against the Niners. If you rest if you rest Matthew Stafford, it's John Wolford at quarterback. Wolford is starting a quarterback and the Niners don't win once again, it's like the Texans game, then they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. So I think if your next two weeks are Wolford and the Rams and then the Texans this week, you should win out and you should make the playoffs. I also expect the Saints to lose one of those two games. I would definitely, like you said, I would lean that it's the Falcons game a lot more because yes, the Falcons defense isn't great, pretty bad, but you don't need many points to beat the Saints. If you don't make mistakes on offense and you don't, and you just put up like 17, you're probably going to win that game. So the Falcons offense is very, very capable of doing that. And Matt Ryan should at least be able to put up like 17 to like 28. I don't know, somewhere in that range. And I think that gets it done. Um, Defensively, they're not great, but it's like, you probably still have an advantage against that offense. That's how bad it is. Um, The other thing that could happen is the Eagles could lose out these next two weeks. They play the Cowboys in the final week of the year. 
I don't know if the Cowboys would rest Dak. I'd probably say no, but you never know in those situations um, because they, I think they have a better chance to like get into the one seed. Um, and then they play the Washington football team this week and Antonio Gibson and some guys just went on the COVID list. So it seems even less likely than it was before. That's a team that's been sputtering. They got absolutely demolished last week. Maybe something crazy happens. So this week we're rooting for the football team. We're rooting for the Saints to lose to the Panthers. And we're rooting, of course, for the Niners win. If the Saints lose, Niners win, they're in. That's the biggest thing. So, And also, if the Eagles lose, it looks a lot more likely that the Niners are in as well. Um, the other thing that could happen is Minnesota could beat out the Saints for a tiebreaker, but they play the Packers this week and then the Bears next week, and they do not have Kirk Cousins this week. No Kirk makes it a lot tougher to win that game. I don't see them beating the Packers. The Packers are still playing for the one seed. You're going to need to see Dalvin Cook go for like 250 on Sunday. Mon season. Come on. Dude, it's not even him. It's Mannion. It? Sean Mannion. Oh, my. God. Start start the rookie. Dude, that's what I was thinking, too. Come I would rather. On. Yeah. Doesn't, so, doesn't Ricky you... really like Kellen Mond? Uh, no, not. I don't think no? so. No, no. He actually really doesn't like him. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was the opposite. And he said <laughs> Kellen Mond is horrible. I know he said something about him. Well, he's super raw. That's a thing. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. He but, was in Texas. He was he was in college for like six years. How can this dude be be so raw? Goodness, that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good sign. Yeah, he's like gonna be like a, a nine year quarterback. It's like oh, yeah, he's super raw. He's played. I think he played five years. I think. Yeah, and he and he started a lot of the games too. Oh yeah, no, he definitely did. <laughs> he was the quarterback for a long time. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. Other other news. Debo Samuel is now Debo Samuel Senior. That jersey is going to go super hard. That's going to be an awesome jersey. Um, so I'm pumped for that one. Anyone that got a Debo jersey for Christmas, you got to return it and get senior on the back too because that's going to be awesome. Um, and then final thing I'll bring up, um, and then anything else we could talk about real quickly here, but final thing I want to bring up, uh, I have a ticket for the game against the Texans this week. I'm in New York. I'm not going to be able to go. I am super bummed. I really wanted to go to the Trey Lance home opener and the unveiling of Debo Samuel Sr., uh, not gonna be able to make it. So I'm going to be giving away the, uh, the ticket on Twitter. So you guys see my Twitter at right here. If you go later this today, probably like four o'clock, five o'clock, somewhere around then I'm going to post out a thing. The only things you have to have is you have to be following me. You're going to have to retweet the the tweet and that'll be it. That's all you got to do. You can enter. I'm going to give it away to someone. Um, so if you guys are listeners, definitely hop in and, and do that. Um, it's like a 400 deck. It's not like some super nice year or anything. It's, it's up in the, in the nosebleeds, but I want the want the stadium to be packed for that one. So definitely uh, do that if, if you guys want to go, if you don't have a ticket. Uh, but Aiden, anything else you want to touch up on the Niners before we take off out here? Kellen Mond started 46 games, and he's still raw. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, Trey Lance started like 15, and everyone's freaking out about it. And he's more developed. And, and dude, Davis Mills was only – was he one pick before or one pick after Kellen Mond? I don't know, but he, was, he actually looks okay. Dude, he looks a lot better than Mon probably does. I, mean, I know. Well, Mon can't even get on the field. He, he if he can't beat out Sean Sean Mannion, we, we got an issue. See, that's what that I'm would be. Do. That would be bad. Like if Lance couldn't, <laughs> like, if, like if if Sean Mannion was was starting for the Niners and Lance wasn't playing, I would be like, obviously it's it's different because Mon so is felt- a third round pick, but um, and we gave up three firsts, but like. If, if Lance was stuck on the practice squad and Sudfeld was starting this week, I would be worried. I would be ex- extremely nervous. 
Oh no, we got yeah. Lance can't be able to start that. That see, that would be a big, a much different issue than than having Jimmy Garoppolo start over him. That yeah. that would be a whole different beast. <laughs> because as 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 much as we rag on Jimmy, he's okay. Like he's top twenty twenty five. He's in that range. He's in tier three or tier four. He's he's very okay. I just think Lance is probably okay right now and has the potential of being really really good. Um, which means both of us want to play him now but just like you said i totally get sitting in so yeah so i'm wrong yeah hopefully uh hopefully lance comes out and absolutely balls out takes over the job it'd be cool kaepernick like if they meet the uh if they meet the packers in the playoffs i will be at the road game at lambeau there's no way i would miss that um i would take the fly i would I'd pay a lot of money to go to that one <laughs> um but yeah so that's gonna do it for for us today um hopefully you guys like the new format of us just kind of talking about a few topics and just going over it but Thank you all for listening, and we will be back talking Niners football right after uh, the game tomorrow or on Sunday. I'll, I'll do a recap real quick, and then we'll have an episode out on Monday with us. See you guys.